Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. And our panelists... Lori Roper is a Cook County supervisor, attorney, uh, and she's with the Problem Solving Courts. And also we have Brian Scanlon, who is a Cook County assistant attorney, public defender office. So he is on your side fighting for your justice. And we have as a guest with them Sharon R. Mitchell, Jr., a Cook County new public defender. So uh, it looks like we have sprouting great uh, attorneys over there. And today's discussion, we're going to be talking about the Veterans Treatment Court and the wonderful work they've been doing. I've been hearing wonderful stories coming out of there and success stories all over the place. So I'm going to start out with um, Lori, and you can tell us a little bit about what's going on, and then Brian. Hi, how are you? Okay, good, good. Well, uh, I just wanted to say that I'm really excited about our guest today. Our guest is the public defender of Cook County. Uh, he is Jerome Mitchell. He is the public defender, and everything that we're in court is technically in his name. So when we are in court representing clients, we do so in the name of Cook County, of course, but also specifically in the name of Jerome Mitchell. Uh, I'm really excited uh, to have him here, and I'm really glad that uh, – we were able to get him on because he is so busy becoming the new, being the new public defender. So, Brian, <laughs> got anything else to add? Absolutely. I met Sharon, a public defender, Mitchell, back when he was a young attorney working <laughs> at 26th Street, and it, he was a joy to work with. And I would like to say, without speaking for Sharon, that um, his philosophy and everything he's done before this And what he's doing now is very much so in line with um, Veterans Treatment Court about returning the veteran to their original mission, returning them to their community. And um, without telling too much more about Sharon, I would like Sharon to say a few words about himself, and then maybe I could help guide the audience into, into meeting a new face of the public defender's office. Yeah, uh, can I say one thing, Brian? Uh, Sharon, yeah. you know, everyone's calling you young, young, young. I know you had to have some time under your belt to become what you are, <laughs> but I'm, a, I'm an old man, so <laughs> I'm glad to have you on board. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for having me. Uh, you know, WBN, uh, just, just an amazing station. And, and speaking of amazing, uh, having a Supervisor Roper and Attorney Scallon here, uh, these two are leaders in our office, and we are so excited to be providing uh, services to all our special courts. So I'm excited to be here. Uh, I am new on the gig, but quite frankly, the job is much easier when you have leaders like Attorney Scanlon, uh, like Supervisor Roper, and I'm just excited to get on and talk a little bit about some of the things that we're offering to these courts. Great. <laughs> well, one thing I would like to know from uh, Sharon, what what <laughs> really, really brought you to this new holistic treatment of um, the community and um, to our office, you know, originally and now as, um, I guess, the captain of the helm. 
Yeah, well, first off, uh, you know, I'm a lifelong Chicagoan. Uh, I've lived on the South Side nearly my entire life. And uh, when you grow up as a young black man uh, on the South Side, uh, I think you understand very quickly that the criminal justice system uh, is really complicated. And it's not just about, you know, the system putting, you know, quote unquote, people who are bad uh, in jail or prison. We know that the system is biased. So I always uh, wanted to uh, fight for my friends, fight for myself, uh, fight the system to make sure that our folks had freedom. They were treated fairly in the criminal justice system. So I turned my first job uh, was working at the public defender's office, uh, first as a clerk in law school, a clerk for some wonderful attorneys, and then went on uh, to work as a full-time attorney in the public defender's office. Uh, left for a second, went to go run a nonprofit, and now I'm back at the public defender's office. And I, you say the word leader, and definitely I'm a leader, uh, but I think it's much how many great, great, great attorneys, support staff, investigators, specialists that we have. You know, those are the folks that are fighting day in and day out. You know, talking about criminal justice reform is cool, and lots of people are talking about it now, but our staff have been fighting the fight their entire careers, and I just have to give it up to them. They do it every day through a pandemic or not, uh, and it's just beautiful to be a part of this team. Excellent, excellent. Um, unless the colonel has a question, I think, um, Public Defender Mitchell, this whole new philosophy of um, alternative lawyering, where we don't have to be like in a boxing match, where we draw the individual. And for anybody listening now, if your loved one has is a veteran with problems in the military system, could you explain how important this is to return the veteran to their own community where they grew up? as opposed to as obviously warehousing somebody their whole life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think that it's important for public defenders to first off, you know, be an advocate in the courtroom. You know, there are legal proceedings and it's on us as attorneys, as public defenders to ensure that folks are rights are respected. But it has to go more than that. And I think the Veterans Court is an example of public defenders not just being there to represent them in legal proceedings, but also to try to get them on the right foot. So the Veterans Court does a lot of great jobs. It's talking about, you know, assisting folks, uh, you know, with, you know, getting them VA services, uh, providing folks with housing, uh, making sure that people are on the right track of treatment, really connecting folks uh, to where they are, where they were uh, before they were caught up. You know, when we're talking about veterans, we're talking about people who put their lives on the line, right? Put their lives on the line for us, right? So if we're going to put them, you know, through the system, it can't just be about putting somebody in jail, putting somebody in jail, or putting somebody in prison, or putting somebody on probation. What we want to do is we want to help the sin folks. We also want to get some, some people on the right track. It's good for the community, it's good for the client, and it's good for the entire system. Yeah, that's, uh, that's so uh, beautiful. I mean... I, I tell you, because I'm looking at all the things that are going on right now in Chicago and across the country uh, with all the violence that's going on out there, and there seems to be uh, something that you're doing that is very different uh, by taking people out of the potential for, you know, perpetuating crime, recidivism, uh, making sure that people have the right path. And I think if you give the people the right path, uh, they, they can actually follow that and become more 
uh, productive, and especially veterans. You know, there, there is a core and honor code that they have within them already, and whatever put them off the track to get in, into to trouble or whatever, uh, there's still a core that you can go back to and polish and make it back into that diamond that they were uh, when they were in service. So I, I'm, I'm just really, um, you know, floored by what you do. And uh, we just had, uh, actually we're dedicating a show this afternoon to a fallen veteran who was uh, killed um, in Hyde Park. He uh, served two tours in Vietnam. Uh, this, I just came from his funeral service uh, before the show. And uh, it was just uh, amazing. It's just t- so it just, it's like a knife in my heart, uh, you know, as, an, as another veteran. Uh, that's a family member. And so those people that you're helping, you're actually helping my family, and you're helping the family of all the veterans who are listening. So I just have to thank you and applaud you for what you're doing. Well, you know, it's the entire office and it's the entire system. You know, we are moving towards a place where it's not just, again, about, you know, finding somebody guilty or finding somebody innocent. Uh, It is really about making sure people uh, have the things they need uh, to succeed uh, in our society. So folks like Attorney Scanlon, uh, Supervisor Roper, have been doing this for far longer than I've been at the help, right? You know, this is something that the Public Defender's Office, going back, you know, administration after administration, have been dedicated to. And what we really hope is that all courts look like this. You know, we have a number of specialty courts, like veteran courts, uh, mental health courts, and drug courts. But really the goal is, is to make sure that every single court is at a place where folks can get services. And it's not just about punishment, it's about rehabilitation. Now, if we're going to spend billions and billions and billions of dollars on the court system, it shouldn't just be about, the question shouldn't be about whether we're locking up doorway keys. It's about whether our community can get better. And we look at ourselves, the public defender's office, as an asset to the community, not just defending folks' rights, but also making sure that our clients uh, get the things they need, because, again, we all are living in this community. I love the way you put that in a historical perspective. So what's your new old phone number in a way of contacting your services? <laughs> Say that one more time. Oh, what's your new way of, uh, you know, cause this is a new phone number for, probably for you, <laughs> but it's an old phone number because you were talking about the historical significance <laughs> of what people have been doing. So, oh, yeah, exactly. So, so what, how can they contact you or find out more about your services? I just want to put that out one time. We're going to do it a couple of times. Yeah, they so you can, can look up Twenty Sixth Street. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to say you can look up Cook County Public Defender's Office online. We're on social media. Uh, you know, the Cook County Public Defender's Office is, is, you know, we're public defenders. So when you go into court and you can't afford an attorney, you're assigned a public defender, right? So you know, if you can check out some of this information uh, online on our website. And Brian, if you've got any more information about veterans courts, we can make sure that we can get this over to our team over at WVN, so they have information that they need absolutely to start with um any veteran out there is absolutely more or family member or listening audience who wants more information may call me directly or i speak for Lori. call Lori directly at 773-674-3217 and that's for 26 in california at the Layton courthouse but we can also make referrals for phone numbers to the other courthouses at veterans treatment court and um as I, I really listen to Public Defender Mitchell talk about how, on our side, are we going to make the streets safer? One of those is, and I, I very much so know Sharon is committed to expunging records, returning 
every one of our specialty courts people, especially our veterans, to the community where they came from to work again. And I'm not sure if you're working on anything, Public Defender Mitchell, about uh, expungements or cleaning up records, but I really feel that's, that's such a great, important part of our program here for Veterans Treatment Court. Yeah, you know, I, I think that we're looking to expand our role. Uh, and, you know, it's budget season, right? So we definitely need dollars uh, to make this happen. So uh, I would encourage everybody that's listening uh, to call their commissioners, uh, ensure that their commissioners are supporting a healthy Cook County public defender's budget. You know, at this point, you know, the public defender's office receives less funding from the clerk's office, the chief judge's office, the state attorney's office, the sheriff's office. Uh, but we have a commitment uh, from uh, 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 President Parkwinkle to support our office. I talked to many commissioners there supporting us too. And with more resources, we can do more. So we do offer those services in the veterans courts. Uh, there are other agencies that uh, provide, uh, uh, you know, those type of record services. But we definitely want to continue that work, and we can expand that board work uh, with more support uh, in terms of a, a stronger budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and just, uh, also, okay. I'm sorry, and also. Um, uh, regarding uh, getting uh, community support, Public uh, um, Defender Mitchell in our office is committed to uh, making uh, partnerships with other organizations. We uh, recently uh, uh, have become a partner with uh, Director uh, Dr. Terrell Odom with the Office of the Military Affili- Affiliated Communities at the University of Chicago. That will enable our office to offer more services for the clients, the veterans, and uh, and it's more specific to their needs. Uh, that's one thing about these special courts, and that's so, that's what's so wonderful about the fact that Public Defender Mitchell is so involved in the, uh, the special courts because it's not one size at all. We look at the person, what they have going on. And the uh, the judges, the state attorneys, everyone in the courtroom, of course, our boss, Public Defender Mitchell, and Brian and I, and Ivana and Tilly, and Vanessa Ellis, who are also attorneys who are involved with veterans support, uh, are committed to uh, giving our uh, clients the best services possible. So we do get a chance, uh, gratefully so, to partner with other organizations that can help us uh, do better. Hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, I was wondering, you know, one of the things I was wondering about is, um, and, and I, I, you know, I have to applaud uh, both you, Brian, and you, Lori, because he was given a historical perspective. And what I love about Sharon is that the way he's talking, uh, many people go into work now, and they, the first thing they do is complain about the job and complain about this and complain about that and things aren't f- working fine, you know, the computer systems or whatever. <laughs> but it sounds like you set the home up for someone to come in and to do something for our veterans. So I, I really, really, really love and appreciate that part of it. But, you know, Sharon, tell me, you know, you know it, says, it sounds like you're new on uh, in, in this position, but it sounds like you've been around the block <laughs> and you have an understanding about what's going on out there. So what motivates you? What makes you excited about going every day and, and working, you know, to help the, the veterans? Well, you know, I, I'm just really excited to provide refuge for people 
uh, who are caught up in, in the justice system. And I'm really excited to work for uh, so many great uh, attorneys, investigators, support that. You know, left to its own devices, I believe that the criminal justice system uh, will lock people up and throw away the key, especially with people who have a similar skin tone to me. You know, public defenders, public defenders every day go and try to fight and turn around that natural reaction. Uh, we are the folks that are out there uh, demanding uh, that folks have evidence before they incarcerate people. And if somebody is guilty of something, then they shouldn't just, you know, be thrown away. We are the folks that are in the system that are fighting for changes. You know, the system has sapped up so much of our talent, uh, so much of our dollars. It's robbed us of so much. And I'm just so proud. I say again, I'm working for. I'm working for uh, the 625 people that we have in our office that have dedicated their careers, uh, I think, to making, uh, you know, Cook County a safer place, uh, a, a, a more thriving place. Um, and, and I'm just so honored and so blessed. Um, and, you know, we are here every day uh, fighting for folks like Oh, fantastic. That's wonderful. <laughs> uh, um, just a couple things. Public Defender Mitchell, you know, I share your, your enthusiasm when I would go to Veterans Treatment Court and I would find a veteran to qualifies. The first thing they ask me is, will I be able to do this? And in the middle, they want to know, am I still doing this? And then the wonderful thing is they turn that last phrase around at the end to, I am doing this and I am going to graduate. And as you know, we have a graduation ceremony and I'd like you to come to the next one. Um, the last show we did, we had the Pat Tillman Foundation. They, on an individual basis, when you talk about funding, they would like to start allowing our veteran graduates to apply for scholarships to enhance their lives. Um, it's not really a question. It's more of a statement. If you'd like to respond to that, that'd be great. Yeah. I, I, first, I, I would love to attend, but I, I'll just say this. If, if you're at home and you're encouraged, you know, the reality of the situation is, and I know uh, we're just talking about being positive. This isn't negative, but this is just something for us to look for. Uh, there are, you know, a handful of courts, you know, that do this, and it's great work. Uh, but we need, what we really need to do is expand programs like this. Programs like this work, right? They, they are helpful. But too often, we limit these programs to a select few. So they're highly successful for the folks that actually get into them, but it's hard for folks to get into these programs, you know. So every courtroom should look like the veterans courtroom. Every courtroom should look like the mental health courtroom. So, again, I would encourage people to call their uh, county commissioners, you know, and, and ask, how can we get more programs like this? I, I'm, I'm listening to the show. I like what I hear. You know, how can we make sure every courtroom all across the county looks like this? Why can't this be available the folks out in the suburbs and in Markham and Maywood and Bridgeview uh, all across the county. And, you know, I would very much appreciate it. And I think the veterans of Cook County would appreciate it. Certainly, uh, we would appreciate your support in demanding that this be more often uh, not the exception, but the rule. You know, for, you know, one question I have, Brian, I don't think I've ever asked this, uh, Lori, Brian, or, uh, you know, Sharon, but 
uh, you know, if you go for a comp and pen examination, uh, the thing that you can do for the attorneys is actually get your medical records together and, and have those things in order so that is there is this a similar thing in your situation with the veterans court where veterans, if they make sure they bring the right proper documentation to you, or is there anything that they can do to help and assist in the process? Well, one thing that they can do, uh, and you, of course, Colonel, know this to be the one of the most most important documents is the DD two fourteen. DD two fourteen, yes. <laughs> yeah. You know that that is the key to the kingdom, as you know. Yes. And uh, with services for the veterans, but uh, again, uh, if uh, that particular veteran may, uh, has a mental health issue. It would be helpful to have those records so we can uh, make sure that they are getting the proper services because, again, we do service some veterans who have less than honorable discharges, so they won't go to the VA for services, but they would get services through TAS. Hmm. So TAS would need those records to try to make sure that they're getting the best possible treatment uh, for their needs. So, yes, if they have... uh, mental health records, or even if they remember the hospital where they were. We can always send a subpoena. We can always ask for a court order. We can always uh, try to get those records. So, again, uh, and sometimes people move around. People are so transient, so it's so hard to keep actual physical records. So if they do have at least a hospitalization or maybe a diagnosis that they recall that they were diagnosed, those things do help in terms of us steering them in the right direction and get uh, the treatment to suit their needs. And I'd just like to add one quick little thing that oftentimes um, when I was in the mornings um, servicing veterans treatment court, I would go to the various courtrooms because there is some shame when some people are, uh, some of our service members are um, discharged from the military with less than honorable, so they won't tell you right away. And it's like, please, tell me, as long as you went through basic training, as we would uh, inform public defender Mitchell, we will, maybe previously you didn't get services at the VA, but we can upgrade your status. We have part of our team in Veterans Treatment Court is all about upgrading your status. Um, We have our investigators in our public defender's office who work for public defender Mitchell who will, through subpoena, get the medical records if I have a vague time frame. A lot of our veterans are older, so we have to dig deeper. But we will find that information, and we will go that extra mile. Oh, fantastic. Um, I want to give that phone number again, the 773-674-3217. You know, write that down, keep it. And, uh, you know, we're running out of time, but and I, every time I do this show with, uh, with all of you, with Lori <laughs> and uh, Brian, I, you know, I look around and I say, what happened to the time? I'm, I'm not sure if I'm getting older and I'm missing these <laughs> blanks in time, but uh, we, we always are pleased and very happy to have you on. So if there's a final message you want to give, um, you know, Lori, Brian, or Sharon, uh, why this is something important, and uh, even our homeless veterans, right, that they are have access to these services because sometimes you have to have a street address to get any kind of services, city services or whatever. But this is a little different. Um, so you do take care of our veterans you no know, matter where they're living. So maybe you can talk to that a little bit. I'll go first because I am not the expert in, in, in attorney 
uh, Scanlon and, and Supervisor Loper, Roper are definitely that. But I just want to say that they work so hard. I want to thank them um, for really supporting our veterans. Uh, folks are giving their all. They've given their lives uh, for this country. And to come back and be disrespected, uh, to come back to be treated like dirt in the justice system uh, just isn't right. So that's why we have programs like this, and that's why we have uh, these great attorneys that are fighting for their rights. So, you know, get into the details, but I just want to thank them for their work. They do this. Uh, it's not their job. They're here uh, on a weekend, and they're on, during the week fighting for our clients. And I just want to thank them uh, for all that they do uh, for our veterans. We all uh, owe them, um, you know, a great deal of gratitude. That is phenomenal, and and uh, I'll go ahead, Lori. <laughs> I saw. I think oh. <laughs> Brian's pointing to you. <laughs> oh, I was going to say again. Um, we we try to meet the vet where he is, mm-hmm. and uh, if there is uh, there 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 are programs for homeless veterans. Uh, we just need to be able to get access to them, and just know that again, if you find yourself in at with a criminal case at Twenty Sixth Street. Uh, just know that we understand and we want to help you. That's it. And my last comment is um, one of my uh, programs that's near and dear to my heart is helping the LGBTQ community who may have been discharged mm-hmm. under the Don't Ask, Don't Tell. We're still here for you. If you did your basic training, we're going to upgrade you. We'll get you back to the status and that true mission that you know who you are. Well, America's Heroes Group has to thank our Veterans Court with Judge Hook's attorney, Lori Roper, and attorney, Brian Scanlon. And now with the newbie, uh, we have uh, Sharon Mitchell. Uh, uh, we are looking for great things from you, but you are also walking in giant footsteps. <laughs> and uh, so really, really good. Thank you for all you do for our veterans, and thank you for your service to our country. You're, you're upholding the Constitution. I remember when I was the director for the Illinois Department of Public Health, one of the legislators asked me in the second week, of the job. Why did you take this job? You could make more money outside. And I said, for three words, three simple words. And he said, what are you talking about? I said, the words above your chamber, we the people. I'm here as a public servant. I'm here to help people. And that's what my mission in life is. So thank you for taking on that mission so valiantly. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit AmericasHG.org.